Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Tara Youngblood. Your body is completely different at that two degrees cooler. So that's when you get the most amount of deep sleep. And although you move through light sleep, REM sleep, and deep sleep throughout the whole, all your different cycles, the deep sleep window of opportunity, the probability to get the most deep sleep is in that first half when it's getting cooler because your body really wants to do all that recovery. And when it comes to wanting to lose weight, wanting to do keto, 98% of your weight loss, your fat burn, is gonna happen during that window. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play today. You might be driving to work, or even better, driving home from work, walking your dog, washing dishes, exercising, or just hanging out on your couch. I want to say thank you. Today's episode is fun, informative, with the CEO and co-founder of Chili Sleep, and we're going to dive deep into sleep. Tara has an amazing backstory, which she'll share with you. She gave an amazing TEDx talk, which is titled, How a Sleep Recipe Changed My Life. You could watch that TEDx talk. We'll link it in the notes down below. And she's going to get into her three buckets of sleep. Bedtime bucket, deep sleep bucket, REM sleep bucket. She also shares some alarming statistics from the CDC that shows two weeks of inadequate sleep results in blood alcohol levels as if you are intoxicated. Wow, legally drunk. That's crazy. We're also going to get into how sleep impacts longevity, fat burning. We're going to get into the myth that everybody needs to get eight hours of sleep every night. She'll get into some more custom approaches. And she really explains quite brilliantly the different stages of sleep and, and what happens during REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep versus deep sleep, Delta Sleep, and why they're both important, we're going to get into their amazing products, the Chili Pad and the Uller Sleep System. And we're talking about the temperature of your body and how that relates to getting deep, restorative, fat-burning sleep. We'll get into your circadian rhythm, the Chili Blanket, which is a new product, and it's all things sleep, body temperature, hormones, and fat loss. So if you're interested in any of that, this is going to be the episode for you. You're going to hear it on the episode, but I'm going to share it right now. Chili Pad gave us an amazing deal for the keto campers to get 30% off their Chili Cube sleep system or 20% off their Uller sleep system. We're going to put links down below in the show notes. You could also head to ketocampchilipad.com and use any of the coupon codes you'll find down below. So that was very generous of them. I personally use their chili pad. I've been using it for a few months and I love it. We'll talk about that on the episode. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat. 
you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. All right. Let's speak with Tara Youngblood. Tara Youngblood is a fusion scientist and a visionary leader in the future of sleep-driven health combining multiple disciplines, including alternative medicine, physics, and sleep diagnostics. She works with leading international researchers to further study cold therapy and its impact on sleep. She also wrote and published the leading white paper connecting more than 70 research papers to the effects of temperature on sleep quality, and as an expert in sleep science, she is highly regarded and sought after as an international speaker. Tara's research has led to more than a dozen patent filings, and she is the co-founder, along with her husband, Todd, of Cryo Inc., inventors of the Chili Pad. At Cryo, she contributes the strategic direction and daily operations of the company and is also serving as the chief science officer. She is a wife, a mother, a passionate global traveler, and she has spearheaded multiple community philanthropic activities and international relief trips. Here's Tara Youngblood. Tara Youngblood, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I was telling you offline, I love what you're doing, your work, your company. I'm using your product, which we're going to talk about. And I love this topic of sleep. And you are one of the go-to experts to discuss this topic. And you're going to bless myself and my audience today. And you have a really inspirational story of how you went from pain to purpose. If you could share that story and how you got involved with health and specifically studying sleep. Yeah, so uh, my husband is a co-founder and we're, we've sort of done this all together. Um, the story started out entrepreneurial. You know, we, we ended up coming up with a product that we'll talk about, the Chili Pad but then in 2007, when we lost our youngest son, the grief and depression really took away all my sleep. And I, I was honestly about a year into just really no sleep and really walking around like a zombie. I describe in my TED talk, it was really like being drunk. Like if you lose enough nights of sleep, but you really are cognitively drunk. And I was perpetually in that state for over a year. And, you know, you think when we think of sleep, we often kind of have it in a separate category. We don't put emphasis on it. But literally, if someone saw me driving my kids to school drunk for over a year, someone would have stopped me like I would have been arrested, I would have been stopped. And so we don't put that emphasis on, on what is the value of sleep. And, and when it's really broken, we really have to put a line in the sand to say we got to stop this. And so for me, it was it was actually at a trade show. I'm like, I'm selling sleep. How how can I really honestly say that this is the best way when I, I, I'm not good at it yet. So that really, you know, my background is in physics. So I kind of took the deep dive approach of research and like, I want to know everything about it. So, you know, what's different about what I've done is you could talk to a neuroscience and you can talk to a psychologist and you can even go into Eastern medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, and kind of all get different approaches to this, but not all of them agree. And they all have things we can learn about them. And so my, what makes my approach different is it's really looking at all of those and how do we put all of those pieces together? Because it turns out sleep and, and figuring out the right levers for it is actually a combination of all the above in order to get sort of that magical sweet spot of you can get sleep when you want it. You have a sense that you can consistently wake up in the morning and 
feel like you got great quality sleep. We work with veterans and military and professional athletes, you know, people like myself that had mental health issues that go with sleep all the way to just wanting more performance, want to get a little bit more out of whatever they're doing. And the consistent part is that life gets in the way of sleep most of the time. So the other approach we use is that let's have a reality look at what we can do for sleep. What are the hacks to it? What are the, when you get down and sort of that rock bottom where I am, what do you do to dig yourself up? How do you find it again if you've lost it? You know, what are the pillars of what are the things you have to have, or at least the levers you should be looking at if you want to improve it? I love your story. A lot of people could relate to putting sleep on the back burner. A lot of people, they actually sleep on sleep. And they, especially in the entrepreneur space, like I'm an entrepreneur, so are you and your husband. The mindset out there for most people is I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? Hustle, hustle, grind. I want more hours in the day. And I used to have that mindset for many years. And I realized I'm not as productive. I'm not as happy. I'm not as healthy. I just don't feel good when I'm not sleeping good. And nothing impacts me more, and I assume it's for most people, nothing will impact me more than poor sleep. I could eat like crap. I could have a whole bunch of sugar. I could sit on my butt all day and be sedentary. And that will impact me for sure. But if I get just one poor night of sleep, I feel off in all of my areas. And that's exactly what you were going through for so many years. And you shared in your TED Talk, and by the way, for those who want to listen to the TED Talk, it's called How a Sleep Recipe Changed My Life, Tara Youngblood. TEDx carry women. But in that, you said the CDC shows if you get less than six hours of sleep over two weeks, it is the same as being legally drunk. Share more about that. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of alluded to it even in the intro, but it, it yeah. really is. It doesn't take very long. You can actually go without food longer than you can without sleep. And I know, you know, with intermittent fasting and keto, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you go, the, you try different types of fasting. Obviously there's different versions of it, but when you think about how long you're fasting, that you can't do for sleep. Your body actually functions better with fasting for food. It cannot for sleep. And part of that problem is that sleep is that interval, right? So when we think about fasting, there's a break and then there's activity, which is the eating in terms of fasting. But when you think about sleep, sleep is what is required in that interval. So you're basically the whole way that intermittent fasting works is there's an interval of on and off and I'm gonna do it then and then I'm not gonna do it then. Your brain and your body need that off and that is sleep and if you don't do that, so many functions live in that recovery off time that you actually can't get as much out of when you are on just like that, you know, all the benefits you feel when you're fasting is our bodies are meant for an on-off cycle. We need to have intervals in our life where we're on and then we're off, and it just amplifies everything. And sleep is just so fundamental. Like I said, it's you know within ten days of lack of sleep, you literally die. Like you just you cannot live without sleep. Recent study I um, read, um, they were doing studying hydras, and hydras are really simple little organisms. They don't even have a brain, but they still have these on-off cycles. They still sleep. It is so fundamental that even at the most uh, basic level, don't have high brain function, they still need these on-off cycles. So when you think about how does this fit, it has to fit. It, everything in our bodies for longevity, for health, all need that interval of sleep and on. Anybody could relate to what you just said. If you had a poor night of sleep or consecutive nights of sleep, you're not going to function well. I remember when I was back in 2013, I did a road trip from Miami where I live. I drove all the way up to Pennsylvania and I decided I'm going to do it by myself and I'm going to do one shot. And I drove throughout the night. I was sleep deprived and I was literally hallucinating on the highway, seeing things that were not there. And I actually had to pull over because it's like I was drunk. And, and that's dangerous for myself and for the people on the road. So I should have never done that. And you should never do that. And I, I don't know what the stats are, but how many accidents? It's exactly the same crash rating. So if you want to go out and hit your blood level legally drunk and someone goes without sleep deprivation, your crash statistic, your 
chances of getting in a crash are exactly the same. Um, and so that's why it ties to me so closely because uh, for better or worse, all of us adults can kind of relate to at least a, a drunk, a drunk experience, whether you still drink or whatever, all of us can like, wow, you're like really not able to walk or talk or your teeth go numb. All of those sort of cognitive parts all start happening to your brain when you're not getting enough sleep. Wow, that's a powerful. And that's just short-term effects. We can get on the long-term effects. But if you keep doing that, uh, the long-term effects, it's a chronic buildup of if you don't take care of yourself, it definitely leads to every chronic disease, every disease of the elderly, every mental illness. You know, when you look at like the overtime impact of sleep, you know, is across the board, every single system in your body is going to be affected without sleep over time. And, you know, you're going to end up, for me, I ended up in Hashimoto's and, you know, how to find my way back out from that perspective, because, you know, again, my body just, the immune system just started freaking out. It didn't know what to do without sleep. And you apply, you know, entrepreneurial and life stress and family stress and all those other things on top of that. And, and then you're basically making a perfect recipe for something and that whatever genetics you have are going to lead to whatever that chronic disease is, but you're almost guaranteed to have some path pop up, whatever that is of cancer or autoimmune or whatever that is, you put that in a pressure cooker with lack of sleep and stress and you will end up at that destination. You're just kind of guaranteed that. You said it well, you fill up your stress bucket, you're going to turn on those bad genes if you have autoimmune genes or cancer genes, which we all have these genes and you don't want to turn those on. And chronic sleep deprivation is a quick way to turn those on. But the good news is fixing your sleep is a great way to turn those back down like a, like a dimmer switch. You spoke about three buckets of sleep. I want to get into those three buckets because a lot of people, and I know that you agree just from studying your work, Oh, just get eight hours of sleep, you know, but that's not a good recommendation. Why should we be focusing instead on the total of sleep amount of sleep? We should focus instead about how much REM and deep sleep you're getting and relate that to your three buckets of sleep. Yeah. So, you know, the myth of eight hours is one of my favorite ones to debunk. And I will say that you'll see study after study and they do use that length of time, even just what we talked about with the CDC, because frankly, it's the easiest thing to study with sleep deprivation. Well, how many hours did you sleep? And so as part of like where academia has come from and sleep studying is relatively young in the history of it. Yes, there's been different sleep things, but true studies showing sleep deprivation, comorbidity with a health outcome since 1999. So it's about 20 years. And in the scheme of things, that's, that's pretty new for a big element of our health, half, you know, a third of our lives. It's crazy that it's that young, but they could only really measure that effectively with length of time. So you'll see that. But the debunk for that is that that eight hours actually came about in the industrial revolution. And so when you think about our work week, you know, that's even tied to Henry Ford and his factory workers. This whole industrial revolution thing actually changed how we think about sleep and how we do sleep because it it really structured a schedule. It demanded we do the following every single day. This is what it looks like. And before that, you can see references all over the world, even in literature. Charles Dickens will talk about first sleep and second sleep. If you go to Spain, even today, you know, a lot of people come home from work around four o'clock, they take a nap, they have a late dinner, you know, and then still go out and socialize. So it, it, you know, this 10 to six thing, there is a window of it. And we can talk about chronotype and sort of that evolutionary push and that sleep wake drive that participates in kind of making that the best window, but it's not the only window. And it's certainly when you look at do I feel great when I wake up in the morning? There's other metrics that really make that a much better measurement of do I feel good? Am I doing all that I need to to optimize for sleep? And then you mentioned about the three buckets. So I sort of talk about in my TED talk, it's the farm girl talking when I'm not sure like how to put messy things together. It's pretty easy to just stick them in a bucket. Um, so that's where the buckets come from. So I kind of group them into like this bedtime part because we're cognitively aware, a lot of the habits, and even our history of how we grew up, we think about that almost as nesting. That is, what does it feel like to go to sleep? That's where stress does have an impact, you know, slowing down your spinning mind, all those kind of things. That's that, that bucket of bedtime. But once we fall asleep, this is where some of the magical part of the environmental factors like temperature can really come into effect because temperature actually 
throws your sleep switch. So there is actually a sleep switch. If you've ever been an insomniac, hearing that almost makes you want to go crazy because you're like, there's a freaking switch. Like, how is this working? <laughs> Where is this switch? I can't find it. Pressing that button. I want to keep that button. Um, it wasn't coined by me. It was coined by Clifford Sapir out of Harvard. He first discovered it in 2003 and then expanded his research beyond that. Um, so if you want to geek out, you can read about it. But it is truly in our brain. There are neurons that are triggered by a change of temperature, especially in that window of, of evening and nighttime when our bodies are looking to downregulate. And so you can turn on sleep and then you also have to remember to turn off sleep. So we want to turn off sleep and that's part of that second bucket. When we turn on sleep using temperature, our core body temperature is looking to drop two degrees from the time we fall asleep till about the middle of the night, that first four hours of sleep. And we're going to use eight hours, even as just that metric, just to kind of benchmark yeah. it. Even if you have less than that, I kind of talk about that in my TED talk. You can do that with less, but we're going to use eight hours as an approximate bucket. So about the first half of the night, your core body temperature, when you think of two degrees, um, when you're running a fever is the way you can kind of, when it goes up two degrees, you're like, I feel like crap. It's a sizable difference. It's not subtle. Two degrees core body temperature is like, I am completely different. Your body is completely different at that two degrees cooler. So that's when you get the most amount of deep sleep. And although you move through light sleep, REM sleep, and deep sleep, throughout the whole, all your different cycles, the deep sleep window of opportunity, the probability to get the most deep sleep is in that first half when it's getting cooler because your body really wants to do all that recovery. And when it comes to wanting to lose weight, wanting to do keto, 98% of your weight loss, your fat burn is going to happen during that window. And so mm, say it again, say it again, Tara, they need to hear that again. Say it again. Is it's it's really crazy. You're thinking like, oh my workout, that's when I burned it off. Your metabolism, the stuff that happens in your body at that time of deep sleep, 98% of fat burn happens when you're sleeping. And so we we kind of think because we're dormant that everything is is less busy. Your brain is actually 10 times more busy. It's just doing different things than when we're cognitively aware. And so even though our brain waves are slower our body is in super duper house cleaning mode. So picture you just hired a cleaning crew to come in and they're going to work their tails off all during that deep sleep time to clean your brain, to redo your cells. This is when like all the way down and up, everything is being looked at. Every single system is being treated and cared for. The brain cleaning part is phenomenal because your brain, because of the blood brain barrier, doesn't really get the same sort of day-to-day -day, in the daytime kind of maintenance. It really has to do its maintenance at night. What happens then is your spinal fluid actually comes up over your brain and washes it, not in the brainwash, like <laughs> different way, type, different. car wash kind of way. Again, <laughs> we're doing maintenance here. We're taking out toxins. A lot of the towels that they talk about building up for Alzheimer's, cognitive memory loss, dementia. That's why all of those kind of progress. If you don't get a chance to house clean, if you can imagine your house never getting clean. That's what those hoarder shows are all about. If we do that, how are you ever going to find anything? How are you ever going to heal? How are you ever going to get better? That housekeeping process part of sleep is so critical. And that's that long-term play. That's why we feel cloudy and foggy because all the housekeeping didn't happen that night. So you're tripping over stuff. Um, and your brain is like, I just, I can't, I can't get there. So that's just so critical. But then the last bucket of night is more REM sleep. And actually your body is warming up just like, you know, we're back to the caveman days. It cools down at night, it warms up in the morning. Our body wants to warm up and that's when we throw off sleep and we turn it off. We actually get a burst of cortisol when we warm up and our product, the Uller, has a warm awake function. And I will say that everyone that tries it, the comment first thing is like, I didn't think that would work. I like was like, boom, I was awake. And so it is really crazy that role of temperature talking to your unconscious mind. And you're like, worked way better than sound for me. And for most people, it will. Um, and when it does that cortisol, you get about 90 minutes. And so I'll even tell people like, you don't need caffeine right away. If you're getting up and you're well rested, work out, use the cortisol. If you feel like you want a little bit more caffeine, your best time is about 90 minutes after you woke up because that's when the cortisol is starting to wear off. And if you want to be at your cognitive best, a 
little caffeine then is actually going to be more effective. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate for the first 90 minutes, and then basically dehydrate yourself and have caffeine. <laughs> way, way better for your system, and it'll you'll have a very similar effect if you've gotten that first out of bed. Ah, such great advice. Very much aligned with what I teach. I learned that from my friend, uh, Dr. Michael Bruce, America's Sleep Doctor, the 90-minute rule. So I always wait an hour and a half after I wake up to have my coffee. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job, so you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN4. B-E-N and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Uh, so I have the chili pad, which is different than the Uller. Uh, is that how you pronounce it, Uller? Yep. Uh. Uller like cooler without a C. You see, there you go. Um, I love my chili pad. I've been using it now for about, I think, over two months, every single night, as long as I'm not traveling. And I found a sweet spot for me in terms of the temperature adjustment. And that's going to vary depending on the person. And I want to get into some of the dynamics of it. But for me, when I set that to 65 degrees Fahrenheit, I see all of my sleep scores improve with, with my aura ring, my heart rate variability, my deep, my REM. And since I don't have the Uller, I can't really set that temperature change. So here's what I do. I have another big, thick blanket. And if I do happen to wake up like at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I'll put that big blanket to get a little bit warmer to get more of that, that REM sleep. But my next upgrade is going to be the Uller so I can actually set that temperature change. But let's go back to the chili pad and why you decided to develop this. How does it work? And what, what should the user expect to see and feel as they use this consistently? Yeah. So again, back to if you want it cooler, what's happening in most of our beds and, you know, everyone has different mattresses these days. There's so many different options, but we didn't evolve to have memory foam in our beds. We didn't evolve to have these foam things, which feel amazing. I, I period, they all feel amazing to sleep on, but those little pressure bubbles that absorb the weight and, and those pressure points actually absorb heat. And it takes about four hours for them to reflect it back. Well, that turns out to be really bad for sleep. And so that's not helping us. And then we keep our houses at a consistent temperature, which is great, feels comfortable when it's super hot outside. Everyone loves air conditioning or when it's cold out, we love having central heat. But we evolved to fluctuate way more with the day of what's happening outside. And so when we're consistent, part of the challenge is we're not, we're not feeling that change. Back to the interval, cold cycling in some form is really great. And we can go into all the other benefits even when you're awake with some cold cycling. But our bodies really want to be able to get that cooler in the first half of the night. And when we do, that's when we, you do. You unlock way more deep sleep to be able to do that in the in the first part of the night. And really it is as simple as you're just facilitating your body to drop those two degrees core temperature, because if you can't dump that, if you can't have at least neutral to cool, it makes it really hard for your body to do that. And we've basically, by the time you've covered yourself up, you've insulated yourself. If you were a car 
and you covered up the engine and you said, go ahead, run. It wouldn't run very long. It needs a radiator. It needs to stay cool in order to function properly. And when we think about how busy our bodies are at that time, we really need to give them the best experience. So that engine needs to be able to run coolly. And so that's where the pad goes under your body, under your sheets, right? Sort of pretty close next to you, really is a heat exchanger, like your radiator in your car. It's just pulling the heat off of you to facilitate that and just really make that little tiny bubble the best temperature for you. Well said. I love the analogies. The analogies help so much for people to understand what's going on. So yeah, it's very simple to use. When I got the chili pad, I unwrapped it. You put some water in the machine and then you seal it. And then it sits by your bed. And then you put that mattress underneath your sheets. So you, it's not visible. It's underneath your sheets. And now you have this cool running water underneath the mattress. And what I typically do is 30 minutes before I'm set to go to bed, I'll turn it on so it can start to cool down the bed. And then I'll lay down. And I also learned, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. I interviewed Dr. Peter Martoni this week on my podcast, uh, Dr. Sleep Right. And he said, it's a good idea when you lay in bed in order to get that, that cooling in your core to actually leave your fingers and your toes exposed to act like antennas, but cover up the core to actually get into that cool state. What do you think about that technique? Yeah, so, you know, there's lots of data on sort of our extremities and how they sort of act as antennas, especially for temperature, you know, and that's one of, you'll see some studies or people like, if I just warm my feet, we need to remember with temperature, like everything else, I just uh, recently talked about the fact that, you know, if you're a sweet person or a salty person, you're like, I'm just that person. And then there's a whole bunch of people that are sweet and salty people. We are like that with most of these levers. And so when you think about it, like for me, I really need to warm up to fall asleep. I get cold toes and I really want a warm body to go to sleep. And so I'm going to warm up. Even just putting on socks for someone like me will help warm me up and then I cool down. And that's just part of that nesting of what feels good. And I even have a weighted blanket. So I am like packed in there tight about how I need to go to sleep. But to your point, you know, it really depends on the person on how sensitive those extremities are. You'll also talk about EMFs. We make sure there's no EMFs in the bed, but the sensitivity meter, like there'll be people that uh, absolutely could probably sleep with their laptop on their head. I wouldn't recommend it, but they could just be like packed in with that and it wouldn't really affect them. And then there's people that if it's in the same room, they're going to be affected. And so it is about, you know, everything we're talking about, kind of do some testing for you to see what is going to be enough because just the extremities for some people, like Todd sleeps really freaking hot. Like that's kind <laughs> of where this all came from is we are very different temperatures. And Todd's, and you, your, Todd's your husband, by the way. For yes, those yes, yeah. <laughs> and so I would like put pillows between us. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just keep the furnace manage because I can manage my temperature by myself. But if you're in here, like it's like hot. And so for him, you know, just extremities would not be enough at all. He needs it as cold as he can possibly get it. And so that's where there's, there's definitely, you know, think about what feels good for you. If your toes tend to run cool, then they're going to probably be those better antennas. But for Todd, he, you know, he needs it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> right. And you have, you actually have a weighted blanket that you guys sell too, right? We do. That's part of it. And I will say, though, Todd was, when I first started working and, and iterating on the weighted blanket, he's like, this is just crazy. You're like, what? how does that even work? And it is phenomenal how some of these unconscious triggers really work because there's, there's not, you put this weight on top of you and you're like, well, how does that release serotonin? How does that reduce anxiety? You know, it, it is. And I will say he is now as addicted as I am. Um, <laughs> so I will warn you that weighted blankets are very much that way for, again, a good chunk of the population, but it is just simple. I mean, we, we grew up in a very, or were born from a very tight little womb. We bundle babies to calm them. You know, it, it makes sense that those instincts of sort of cuddling and feeling protected release a serotonin because it does, it takes us back to, I remember being bundled, even if we don't physically remember being bundled, it, uh, our body bodies do. And that feeling can really help with anxiety. So again, if you're someone that, you know, gets anxious, we'll have people that use a weighted blanket, even on the couch, even as they're watching TV or relaxing in the evening, and then maybe move to a heavier one when they're in bed, you know, that it's, it's really interesting how you'll evolve to really appreciate that as part of your down regulation recipe or routine. 
I use a thunder jacket for my dog when there's lightning and thunder. It's the same yep. me- mechanism that helps them feel nice and relaxed. So it does work. I have never used a weighted blanket, but that's going to be a next purchase for me. By the way, those listening, Chili Pad worked out an awesome deal for you guys to get their products with a special discount. So I didn't tell you this, Tara, but I, I purchased the domain Keto Camp Chili Pad, which goes to your website. So Keto Camp, Camp with the K, ChiliPad.com. And then if you're going to get the Chili Cube Sleep System, which is the one I have, that's not temperature control, but it's still awesome. I use that. If you use the coupon code KKP30, you'll get 30% off that. If you want to get the Uller Sleep System, which is probably better, I would go with that. You could get 20% off of that with KKP20. So KetoCampChiliPad.com. We will also put the link and the coupon codes down below in the podcast notes if you don't want to write it down. So go check that out. And then here's what I want to ask you, Tara. You said we need to be the CEO, be the CEO of your own body. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. So, you know, this is my sort of big spiel on, again, we have doctors even on our medical board. This is not anything against the medical profession, but when you think about insurance and healthcare today, it's really designed to treat sick people, treat those symptoms, even the guidelines, your personal physician, you're going to have to get, I kind of went through this argument with my own on sort of thyroid stuff. Well, when you get to here, you can be on medicine for the rest of your life. Like you have to fail and you have to be this sick before you're going to get this next thing. And I'm like, well, that's just crap. I'm not going to take that. Um, so that was definitely my approach. And I'll, I'll let you know flat out. But Time and time again, you can look at Terry Walls and MS, things that are like truly people say this is just the way it has to be. Terry Walls has got a TEDx talk as well and just brilliant. She went from being in a wheelchair. She's a doctor herself and found that even though she went to all these you know, amazing, fancy medical clinics, she had to find her own solution. And so this is really to me, the start of it, you have to own your own wellness. You are really in charge of that. It's kind of like your retirement savings plan. You can get a consultant, you can get help, you can find those people that'll help you with your retirement. I definitely recommend doing that. But at the same time, if you're not in charge of your own finances and you're not sure what's going on, your outcome won't be the same and your body's no different. I don't know why we think that what we live and breathe and who we are, we should pass that care off to someone else. No one else is going to know us like we know us. No one else is going to say, yes, my feet get cold. The doctor's not going to be able to know all the little parts that add up. And when we sort of started this conversation before we jumped on the podcast, you're like, people are doing keto, they're doing intermittent fasting, they're they're working on their diet. They're probably working on their fitness as well. And if you're that in the weeds of tracking it and looking at it, participating in that experience, sleep is just really fundamental to all of those. And you can talk about, you know, more calories, more willpower or lack of willpower that happens without sleep. If you're trying to diet, you know, it's just way harder to do all the things you're talking about diet wise without that foundation of healthy brain, healthy body, all of those things work better. Um, fitness is exactly the same way. So we're seeing with our professional athletes all the way down into high school athletes that their propensity for injuries is way higher, like five times more when they're not sleeping well. And so when you're working out, you know, depending on whatever age you are, back to the high school students, to like those of us well past high school, when we're working out, we want to sort of push our goals. If you don't sleep well, you should take a slightly different approach for that day because your injury, if you get injured and then you're out for six, eight weeks, what is that worth to have taken it a little bit slower, respect the sleep, get more sleep, make that cycle work, respect the sleep first, and then feed that into whatever else you're trying to do because it's anyone that's been injured and out for a while, it doesn't feel any good. It's way better to just not get the injury in the first place by investing in the sleep part. I agree 100%. And it's our responsibility to take ownership over our body and our health. It's nobody else's. So I'm with you 100%. I talk a lot about how poor sleep, I mean, you could just go on PubMed or Science Direct and poor sleep will raise cortisol. Glucose follows cortisol. Insulin follows glucose. And ketones drop for those struggling to get into ketosis. And you're hungrier from the hunger hormone ghrelin and leptin is lowered. So you're less satisfied. It's a vicious cycle. You mentioned five times more likely to get injured if you're not getting quality sleep. That, that's very high. 
Here's what I have found. A lot of people don't realize they're not getting quality sleep because they're asleep for seven, eight hours, but they're not tracking it. So how do you recommend we, we track to see how much REM we're getting, how much deep sleep we're getting? Like, what are your uh, methods for tracking? Yeah, and I just want to plug one more thing. And actually, this is even uh, Matthew Walker recently came out with a quote on it as well. But there's multiple studies that even losing one night of sleep, pulling one all-nighter, if they pull your blood, you will look pre-diabetic. You will have blood sugar problems as if you're borderline diabetic. And that's just a very short window of what that does, like just that problem in the system. So it's, it's succinct, it's immediate you know, take that into consideration and, and like hold on to that information when you're sleep deprived. But, you know, here's my thing on sleep trackers. I love the Aura Ring, and but any sleep tracker, their efficacy, especially on the sleep states, isn't awesome yet. They're getting there. They continue to improve. And even by the time this comes out, ping me and look on the website because we've kind of worked to get past that with the sleep tracker. So more to come on that because wearables are on your body, their ability to track your sleep states isn't as high. So take those with a grain of salt, but it's really more about time than that one night view. So everyone will have it with a sleep tracker and they're like, I don't know if that matched it up. Don't let that throw out your tracking. Data and sleep is over time. It's not that different than stepping on the scale. Like I just did a fast. I didn't drop any weight yesterday. You know, it's a three-day kind of view. You even see it. There's some talk with the Aura Ones, great studies that came out with COVID and those predictability factors. And I will say Todd got COVID and you could see it in his Aura scores. He totally tanked an HRV even before any symptoms showed up. So it is really a good view, but it's not an instantaneous view all the time. And so you wake up and you're like, hey, I don't know if that's exactly right, but the trends are very, very good to look at. And that's really what you want to do. Don't beat yourself up on, uh, you know, I got 30 minutes this night. Beat yourself up if your trends are going down instead of going up and improving that. We want to benchmark to about two hours of deep sleep and two hours of REM sleep. We do want balance on that. And so when you don't have balance, and we find that with some people that do keep their chili pad too cold, I get that a lot, especially with younger people their deep sleep will then start to cannibalize from their REM sleep. They won't feel as well rested. So deep sleep's not the only silver bullet out there. It's really about that balance of sleep and making sure because they each have a little different functions. Your REM sleep is very emotionally tied and you'll remember your dreams better. They'll be a little bit more vivid. They'll be a little bit longer. You do dream and all throughout sleep, but during REM, there's a really fundamental part that helps with working through our emotions, filing memories in a slightly different way than when we file them during deep sleep. It's more succinct and you will feel exhausted cognitively if you don't get REM sleep as well. So make sure you're not saying like, wow, I just got three hours of REM sleep or and only a half hour of deep. And you're like, why is that? It's really trying to get to that perfect balance back to those intervals. We want we want some of everything in order to be the, the right place. It's not just an all or nothing. Yeah, well said. For me, I suspect I need to make some changes. I'm getting about a little over two hours consistently of deep sleep each night, which is terrific, and about an hour and a half of REM sleep. But I suspect for me, I might need to turn off my chili pad like at two o'clock in the morning or get the Uller and, and, and schedule that temperature change because I think that's might might be what's happening there. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation. And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results. Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, 
and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10. My fiance, her sleep scores are very interesting. Her heart rate variability is averaging like 160 a night. And she's not a professional athlete. I think it's a genetic thing. But she gets about three hours to three and a half hours of deep sleep. But to your point, she gets about 30 to 45 minutes of REM sleep. She's not using the chili pad right now. I'm the one using it right now. So what do you think? What changes should we make for my fiance? Yeah, so I think very similar. It'll be interesting to see where she's fitting. Also, has she done a chronotype quiz? I don't think she has. That would be a good idea. Yeah, so, you know, it is back to there's a high genetic factor when it comes to sleep and how you sleep. And so it'll be interesting to see also where her cycle of sleep fits within her sort of ideal window from a chronotype and to see if there are some tweaks there. Does she work out a lot? Is she an an athlete or did you say she's not an athlete? She'll work out three to five times a week, but nothing like athletic term, like an athletic level. Yeah. So that's probably what's also facilitating that she's able to get that, which is great. Um, But she does want to try to get more REM sleep. And, and that really is a factor of trying to warm up more, even if she just warms up a little bit more. Again, she's probably able to put off enough heat, which is great, but then it is cannibalizing. It'll, it'll come out later, you know, REM sleep generally can be easier to get for people, but when it, they aren't able to get it, there's some other underlying things that you should look at as well. And so it's, it's probably worthwhile to kind of just do a check-in on immune system and, and things like that of like, probiotics, what are other things happening? Her body's spending a lot of time in recovery and it should bounce back. It may do that if she wasn't feeling well or whatever, but when her bodies start to cannibalize REM sleep with no other apparent ones, it might be worthwhile to spend, I don't know if she does her probiotics or what all, it's really hard to kind of get there without knowing that whole body picture, but it's probably worth exploring some of those because it seems to be working really hard on that recovery part. It also may be skewed on how she sleeps. And then back to the accuracy of those sleep states, it might be interesting if she tried a different sleep tracker to see if that stayed the same or if that changes because deep sleep is the hardest thing to capture. It's the least accurate of all the sleep states for those trackers, even Aura. And so when you look at the variability, person to person, that varies a lot. So it's possible that there's actually nothing wrong with her sleep as well. It's just that because she's so still during that time that they are assuming instead of her being in light sleep, that she is actually in deep sleep and it's not registering it properly. So it can be anything and all of those in between. And that's really why there's a little bit of frustration with that sleep tracker of like the data and how it works. But the best way to tell is if she wakes up in the morning feeling rested, she doesn't have a slump in the afternoon when her core body temperature drops, she's feeling great. She doesn't have cognitive loss or she doesn't feel like emotionally drained when she wakes up, then chances are it's more on the sleep tracker side and not other things. But again, sort of gut health has a big role in sleep and hydration as well. And so, and it'll be about trying to figure out if there's any gaps there but otherwise it might be a sleep tracker issue. I know that's not a succinct answer, but without more details, that's as close as I can bucket those. You know, it's a great answer and it's important. And I think it's helpful for those listening to get that feedback. So a lot of people who listen are probably have an aura ring or a whoop, a whoop or, or something like that. And those are great, but they it shouldn't, like if it, if it shows that your heart rate variability tanked or you didn't get enough deep sleep, but you feel awesome. I mean, that's something that you should pay attention to. How do you feel? So I love that you said that. And maybe I'll get her an Uller and we'll, we'll both get an Uller and uh, make some adjustments there. Yeah. Notes. yeah, I would definitely, even if it's, um, I, I just handed it out in the sleep challenge that we've been doing this week. And the good old fashioned, just write it down sleep diary back to a, like a happy face. Did I feel great? And then compare that over the course of a week. Was I, do I generally have a good trend from Aura? And I generally was feeling happy every day or I was actually feeling tired 
that would also sort of show whether there's something out of sync on how it's measuring for her. That's great. I love that advice. Question for you. There's a lot of sleep biohacks out there. People have heard of the blue light blocking glasses, setting your thermostat to 65 degrees, dark bedroom. But what's maybe a surprising one that the audience probably has not heard of? What's one sleep hack that yeah, that comes to mind right now? Yeah, so this one also always gets the biggest sort of like, okay, kind of moment. But I will say back to Terry Walls with MS are like other extreme, you know, kind of conditions they are battling all sorts of diseases. If you want to just go to sleep and you want to just put yourself out and you're like, okay, in an hour, I really got to sleep. And this one works even with your traveling, although the concierge usually raise an eyebrow when you kind of sit down for a few bags of ice, but a 20 minute ice bath is phenomenal. Now, I don't want you to go to sleep after that bath. About an hour after you get out of that bath, you will feel absolutely exhausted, especially if it's timed within that chronotype ideal window. It's pretty phenomenal and it'll deliver really great deep sleep. So if you're ever in a hotel room and hotel rooms make me nuts because they're just not designed for sleeping, despite the fact that they're basically renting you a bedroom. Uh, It's not about sleeping. It's about like the concierge and the restaurant and the spa and like all the other crap they sell you. So if you ever get stuck in a hotel room and you're, you know, trying to reset your circadian rhythm, there's a bunch of neat articles, more and more exploration on this sort of cold cycle can actually totally reset your circadian rhythm. So if you're highly dysfunctional in sleep, taking a a temperature approach to reset that, putting people in that pre-hypothermic state, actually uh, all the way down to the cellular level will reset our clock. So the clock proteins, the clocks in our bodies actually have a very powerful role. And if we want to reset them, press the on-off button, get them to work the way they're supposed to again, turns out Extreme cold cycling, although it's not any fun. I, I yeah. but that does 20 minutes, 20 minutes. It's not going to feel great. Nope. <laughs> Put on a good song and meditate or do whatever you need to, you know, watch your favorite show. If that distracts you, it's, it's a commitment, but it, it like, that is the, if again, if nothing else works, it's really worth the try. There are lots of things between that ice bath and and there that you can try first. But if you're really stuck and you're like, I just, I just got to do this, that will reset things. And it, it really works. Cold is very powerful. As a physicist, I'll tell you that the age of the universe is not done in time. It's done in time and heat. And so when you take heat, that's entropy. I get fancy on that. But if you take entropy out, entropy is what kills us. Entropy is what we all move towards. So pulling it back a little bit, eliminating some of that heat out of the equation does do an amazing job. Everything in the universe responds to cold cycling. Yeah, no, it's a great tip. It's the uh, premise of hormesis, right? You're applying a stress, the body adapts in a positive way. And maybe it's not 20 minutes the first time you do it. Maybe it's five minutes. Yeah, and there's cold showers. And like I said, there's there's a whole lot of of spots. And again, if you're someone that needs to warm up, a warm shower and then letting your body cool down will work. So back to the socks on your feet or just using your antennas of the feet versus like totally freezing yourself out before you get to that ice bath. You know, there are lots of stops along that train, but it is something that uh, I know multiple people have used in extreme cases. Again, when Terry Walls was really hurting with MS and there are no other solutions that she could get to sleep. So if you're someone that's there, that it's the more foolproof one, but it's definitely an investment to try to do that. It is. Yeah. It takes some mental toughness to do that. You have a course coming up that's going to teach this and a lot more. And uh, so talk, talk about that course and where those can go to find out more. Yeah. So we're actually launching this whole new approach to sleep to be more than just a hardware company. I kind of alluded to the sleep tracking and and how this sort of different approaches, even our sleep tracker, although we're using AI and almost a million nights of sleep data to refine that, to take out those inaccuracies that I was talking about in sleep trackers. Plus it exists in your bed, so you don't have to wear it and it can be live. So the fun part about watching it and it's in development now, but you can literally sit on your bed and watch your HRV and, you know, and and do that. So it's in real time. That's the difference too, of being able to manipulate sleep. But when I think about the approach, if you go to sleep.me, we're building content and coaching and all those different pieces 
so that it is more because when you have a hardware piece that works, which we have for like over a decade now, it's amazing. But then people want more. They want to be able to do more. And how do we give them more beyond what is that first blush with temperature? How do you make sure that mindset and meditation and healthfulness and diet and fitness, how do all of those start to come together to make sure that that whole body approach exists? Um, that's sort of what we walk you through. We're not planning on being diet and fitness experts, but we're going to like kind of introduce you even in that sleep course to what are some levers just like intermittent fasting or things like that. And how do you make sure that you still get enough sleep no matter what your objectives are? So it's kind of a guided approach. There's a community involvement part. It's not like a Facebook group, but it's a private community. You work through the modules, it's guided. There are sort of live Q&A sessions with it and it's about six weeks. But even if you just wanna explore content, um, I don't know if you've heard of Jason Campbell, super awesome guy. He's created some exclusive content for us on meditation. I will say that I do box breath and it works. I do his box breathing and I'm, it's like a tranquilizer pill. Um, so there's, there's some of that there. If you haven't tried yoga Nidra to fall asleep, it's a unique yoga practice. that's really focused on rest and recovery. It's a great skill to learn. If you wake up in the middle of the night to just kind of do yourself through that, you don't have to turn on your cell phone or anything to just kind of think through that way. Um, unless it's a temperature issue, obviously, but, uh, if you're waking up, that's, that's a way to do it or to just settle yourself down. All of those resources, including the option for the course, are on sleep.me. That's awesome. Sleep.me. That's a great website, too. Go check out sleep.me. You also have a book which is out on Amazon, Reprogram Your Sleep, the Sleep Recipe That Works. What would somebody expect to learn once they complete your book? Actually, I just got the best user testimonial ever the other day on it. So I'm going to quote that person because they summed it up way better. I haven't reached out to like, do you really rock this? But um, it was, it's about falling in love with sleep again. It's about understanding all the nuances about it. I talk about like, you have to date sleep. You have to be in a relationship with it. You need to manage it just like you work on relationships. You don't date someone one time and you marry them and it's happily ever after, like in the fairy tales, you have to work on it every single day. You have to contribute to it for it to be amazing. So if you're in love with something, work on it. And it is all about falling in love with sleep and all the different ways in which you can interact and improve that relationship with sleep over the course of your life. Mm, fall in love with sleep. It's one of the best things to fall in love with. It's going to help all areas of your life. So that's terrific. So that book's on Amazon. We're going to put a link for it down below. What are the final words you want to share for the keto campers today, Tara? Yeah, I, I, it just really about the power of sleep. It it's really feels like our society has diminished it to I'll sleep when I'm dead, but it is really phenomenally powerful when you think about what you want to be when you retire on a health span, even versus longevity. We think of all those drugs and those pretty drug commercials with grandparents pushing their kids on swings. I want to have a healthy mind. I want to have a healthy body. I want to be able to interact until the very end. I want the most amazing life, the whole time health span. And if you want to invest in that as a quality, as a life outcome, sleep is your path to get there. Amen. Thank you, Tara and your husband, Todd, and your whole team that puts together all the things that you're doing. Keto campers, go get a chili pad, go get an Uller. We got some awesome coupon codes. So go check out the links down below. KetoCampChiliPad.com, KKP30 for 30% off the chili pad, KKP20 for 20% off the Uller. And uh, I want to thank you, Tara, for your research, your products, your constant growth. Uh, your product is changing my life and it's changing the lives of so many people out there. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing with my audience today. And I look forward to all the cool things you're up to and all the courses and new products that will come out. And we appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thank you for your, your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tara. Now you understand why sleep is so important and getting your temperature right. If you want 30% off their Chili Cube sleep system, that's the one I use Head to ketocampchilipad.com and use KKP30, that's KKP30 at checkout for 30% off. Or if you want the Uller, I would go with that one, by the way. Go to ketocampchilipad.com, use KKP20 for 20% off, or just head to the links down below. 
We'll put everything down there along with all the show notes, all the resources, her book, her TEDx talk can be found down below along with her social media handle. If this episode was useful and valuable, please consider leaving it a rating and review in Apple Podcasts because that really helps the show grow and reach more people. Text it to a friend this episode, copy and paste the link, post on your social media. Let's get the message out there. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.